Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 2, Episode 21. We're moving right along with our blockbuster bombs. And next up, we have Reign of Fire from 2002, directed by Rob Bowman. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor the Faceless Chain Guy, 1980 McGraw. <laughs> Welcome to the dumpster. We figure they're like fish. The females spawn the eggs. One male passes over and fertilizes thousands. She said, Quinn, one male. That's why we never see any others, because there's only one. Now, we tracked the epidemiology of these things, and we found out where they're from, and that is why we're here. We kill the male. We kill the species. We're going to London. Good luck. It's that way. <laughs> You fucking got me on that one. Got me good there, Tex. <laughs> can we talk about that for one second? We absolutely can, because <laughs> it was on our it was on our Instagram page, so we totally can. Uh man, I saw that artwork this morning, <laughs> and I'm like, what in God's name? I put it in the the Phantom Zone chat, and Hunter goes, "Oh, I love legally distinct chain murderer." <laughs> It's the fucking stupidest shit I've ever seen. What? What are you what talking f- about? Why is that a thing? I don't understand. No. I love how a lawsuit just totally destroys everything oh about the franchise you were God. trying to save in said lawsuit. It, like, you couldn't put a silhouette of a woman on the fucking cover of that. It had to be some weird, misshapen dude. The original poster is a silhouette. The original poster is iconic. I know, but, like, what are we... What are you doing? It's like a fucking... It's it's, a, it's like a faceless dude with a chain. For those who don't know, just check our Instagram page or listen to this. There was a release of the night of the first Friday the 13th movie from who? Was it Warner Brothers, you say? Yeah, it, that's what it says on the side of the fucking mock-up. Yeah, it's a Steelbook Blu-ray, but like, it's just a fucking awful misshapen dude with no face holding a chain. It says Friday the 13th, 1980. <laughs> yeah, but and it's like... Friday the 13th in some, like, block font. It's not even, like, the, yeah. the classic, like, drawn. Looks like literal blockbuster video font. It looks like dog shit. Like, it looks like $5 bin art is what it looks like. It would be as if, let's say, yeah, the movie Reign of Fire, if you got the Blu-ray steelbook, and it was like, <laughs> I don't know, the Geico lizard? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent I'm willing to make. Or, like, an outline of a dragon symbol. Right. Yeah. On the cover, and then, like, you change the Reign of Fire font, and there you go. Someone drew the Skyrim logo from memory. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I could probably do that. That that's exactly what that would be. That's exactly what that would be. Oh, it looks really bad, and yeah, and like I don't know, it, it, like when you when you pop it in, is every reference, is every instance of Mrs. Voorhees' name bleeped, or should she should never mention her just her son's name, or she like? Uh, excuse me, Mrs. Uh, name redacted. Is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah. Or or is it my son redacted drowned in the lake and nobody was watching? Oh, it sure is. My son Jeremy was in the lake. <laughs> My son, Jay. I want to see, like, the sweeted version of that, where they just, like, they took all those scenes and refilmed them, like, in a back lot somewhere. Mrs. Moore, please. Mrs. Moore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it's Mrs. Morehouse from, uh, uh, what the fuck, a terrible uh, Friday 13th slasher movie I saw when I was a teenager. Oh, there you like go. A, 
Yeah, it was just called Lake Blood. It was called. It was about Trevor Morehouse. I'm like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> you mean Blood Lake? Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. it. The SOV fucking yes, uh, video? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> movie? Yeah, that movie's fucking great. Let me talk about Trevor Morehouse. Oh, there's like two of them, too. It's like, that's too, too many. Um, Yeah, so... R.I.P. Friday the 13th, for reals. Anyway, if you want to see that comedy, please uh, please go to our Instagram page and leave a comment. Um, we've already got a string of comments that are fantastic, including stuff about um, uh, Faceless Chain Guy 10, He Goes to Space. <laughs> and fucking, don't forget our other uh, famous uh, killers. We have um, Needle, Needle Face. Needle Face, yeah, Needle Face and the Heckbringer Ancestry. Yeah, Sam Hain, the legend of Pumpkin Guy. <laughs> The sequel, <laughs> Sewin. <laughs> Sawin. I think uh, I think somebody commented with a uh, uh, Irish money grubbing tr- like like Irish money grubbing small person goes to space. <laughs> I want to see faceless chain guy versus pencil fingers. Uh, well, I think he called him Dream Sweater, which I think is really funny. Dream Sweater was good. Ah, okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure on the Facebook it was like pedophile knife fingers. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, whoops. Anyway, um, dragons, or lack thereof. Um, ah! <laughs> rain of not enough fire. Rain of, rain of matches. Do you think they were going for a multi-layered meaning with this fucking title? Well, sure. I have no idea. Sure, because it's like post-apocalyptic, kind of. Yeah, like we blew each other up, we created the rain of fire. It's the rain of fire. The, the age of the dragon again, and the whatever's... Maybe. The machines became sentient, and then they woke the dragons, and then yes. the both of them destroyed man, and Christian Bale's here to, you know, come back and save us. Or, well, it could be interpreted in, like, you know, like, rain of fire, like, coming down from the sky out of a dragon's mouth. Yeah, Judgment Day. Yeah, Judgment Day. I love Jesus' style. I'm not an expert on this, but I've seen many an episode of The X-Files, and the director of this, uh, <laughs> Rob Bauman is... If I remember this correctly, you know, correct me on this if I'm wrong. He was the director on 33 episodes of The X-Files. And he also fucking produced a ton of it. And uh, he has these other amazing uh, films that he came up with. At least one other amazing one. I mean, I kind of like the original X-Files film. It is, you know, kind of goes in some weird places that I'm not too thrilled with. But overall... I enjoy it. You want to hear something crazy? I have never seen the X-Files movies. It's good. The second one was more... Less like a movie and more like a long-ass episode. Okay. If that makes any sense. But, you know, I only bring this up, honestly, because of the other movie he directed that I know Connor has a fucking place in his heart for. Oh, boy. I can't tell if you're being facetious. Here we go. A 2005 superhero classic, Elektra. Uh, (laughs) He did Elektra? uh, Here's the here's the thing. That's a movie I have not seen. We're doing it for Phantom Zone at some point. But I have seen Daredevil, um... And if that uh, is any indication of the quality of Elektra, then fuck it to death in the face uh, down a well. It's it's probably terrible. Good lord. You can wake me up when that's over, because no thanks. Yeah. Um, Daredevil was really bad, and if uh, if the one sequence where Elektra is uh, stabbing pillows with a size set to Evanescence is any indication of how her movie is. Oh my <laughs> god. Hard no thanks. I've never seen it. I don't care. I don't want to see it. Daredevil? No, Elektra. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone saw Elektra. I don't think so. And, and apparently nobody saw this movie, and I'm kind of surprised. I did. Uh, I mean, I just saw it. Uh, let's see. Look at my watch. Uh, 20 minutes ago? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. 
I saw it. I finished it today. Let me rephrase that. I saw this in the movie theaters. Oh, okay. Strange uh, thing. They they made a GameCube game based on this, and I owned it, but I don't remember ever <laughs> actually playing it. What the fuck? I've never played that. Um, this was this came out in high school when I, when we were in high school, and um, yeah, two thousand two, right? Yeah. Uh, and. I remember at the time I was huge into Bale. Like I was all about fucking American Psycho at the time. Oh, how could you not be? Right. When was Equilibrium? Was that two thousand two? Oh, I don't know. I didn't give a fuck when that came out. Movie Dumpster, season one, episode five. <laughs> Equilibrium. He did Equilibrium and Reign of Fire in the same goddamn year, and it kind of shows. Did he really? Whoa. Well, I didn't see Equilibrium, but I went to go see Reign of Fire. Well, I don't think Equilibrium had a big theatrical run, so I don't see how you would have found time to go see it. I remember when it came out. I remember uh, I remember some friends seeing it, but I never saw it, and they were like, it's pretty good, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, J- Joe and I had a mutual friend at the time who was fucking obsessed with Equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And he showed it to me, and I enjoyed it, and uh, I recently rewatched it. Still is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. Um, the other star in this movie, um, and his connection to the MDU is very near and dear to my heart, because a few years ago, when certain DC movies were getting off the ground, um, there was a strong rumor that Matthew McConaughey was gonna be playing Eobard Thawne in the Flash movie, uh, and that would have made my day for the rest of my life. Time's a flat circle, okay? Listen, Barry. I killed your mom. All right, all right, all right. Listen, Barry. You just gotta let, sometimes you just gotta let me come back and, and kill you when you're a baby. I mean, that's just the way it is. Barry, get, sit, in, sit in this Lincoln, we'll talk about it, all right? <laughs> Nothing, the only thing I like killing your mom more is driving a Lincoln. I really, I, I want to welcome him with open arms to the MDU. <laughs> Because I fucking love Matthew McConaughey. And what a fucking role to enter him with. My goodness. I used to despise him, and then he suddenly just, like, endeared himself to me by not doing any more of those bullshit romantic comedies he was doing. Yeah, I guess. Hey, man, you gotta build a career somehow. You gotta make that money. He's versatile. But he was, like, dreadful in all of them. But it was like he stepped into, like, really darker roles, um, and it, like, which is not to say he didn't do this before, because he was in, what, A Time to Kill? I think so. I, I don't know. I, I never saw it. I just, I always remember Matthew McConaughey in an interview talking about his first movie role in Dazed and Confused, and being in, like, at a fucking bar, and some producer just was like, yeah, you got a good look. Why don't you come in and, uh, do, have a tryout? And then he was in the fucking movie, and the rest is goddamn history. That happens way more than you think. Yeah, because, like, I heard Johnny Depp got put in Nightmare because, uh, Wes Craven's daughter was, like, who is that man? He is beautiful. Well, that too. But he's a handsome young man, and they need handsome young men in the teenage slasher movie. <laughs> so let's plot crunch this fucker. First there were dragons, and then there were credits. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah it's pretty much, yeah. Christian Bale, uh, the patron saint of um, Prosium, he is a child in the beginning of this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Christian Bale is a child, uh is has has a mom who is a construction worker question mark and he f- goes down to see her in a mine and then ends up finding a fucking dragon and uh yeah the last of the dragon race breaks out and destroys the entire world um and then we are thrust into a post apocalyptic world of ash and um tomatoes and christian bale and Matthew McConaughey fighting blue chroma key, <laughs> uh, awful two thousands uh, 
green washed and blue washed uh scenes what is the goddamn logic yeah. there just so that the flames are more fucking uh, stand out more on the screen yeah it's also it's also so the world can just look dead but like sure you can make a world look dead without completely washing out every color look at george miller like well he, yeah right your road is like the most vibrant movie i've ever seen and it's like i'm like that's a fucked up world everything's dead there it's also very yellow yeah as well but but i mean this movie has that like signature 2000s like blue tinge or green tinge to everything oh yeah uh, except for the last few frames of this movie <laughs> yeah which are color corrected normally also in this movie is a very very young gerard butler with a head full of hair yeah oh my my God, this little ladder, he's going around with no beard. He's so, he's so Scottish, it's not even funny. No, he's got no beard, and he's running around, and he's like, ah, ah, where, where am I? You're in the shit, Creedy. You're in the shit. Christian Bale, I'm your best friend, and that's my whole character. This is dragons. Yeah. So when the fuck did 300 come out? 2006. Oh, okay, it came out a couple years later. He would then go on to do Gamer. And then he's in some fucking new movie now. We went to go see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and there was like an ad for this, uh, the Cinemark movie theaters came up, and he's like, oh, hello, I'm promoting my new movie. Go see it. And I'm like... <laughs> Just show me the trailer, and he's like, "Here's a clip from my new movie," and it's like he's, he's like, "Oh, it's Eagle has fallen." Yeah, Eagle has fallen, and he's no Angel has fallen, and he's like, "Michael." He's like, "My name's Archangel, and you're my dad, and help me out because I've fallen." And then it's like, "Okay, go out and buy a ticket to this movie, and grab some popcorn, and grab your date, and go see." Angel has fallen in theaters May 22nd. Never, because it sucks balls. That is the third in a series. You know that, right? Yeah. Who could give a shit? They couldn't even show me the fucking trailer. Yeah, it's a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen and, uh, what is it, the other one? London Has Fallen? Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. That character he keeps fucking playing. Yeah. They must make money. It looks like dog shit. I gotta protect the president again. Olympus Has Fallen is really fun. London Has Fallen is where you're like, okay, this didn't need two movies. <laughs> now it has three. And if you didn't need two, Here's the third one. Here you go. It's a Cinemark fucking product placement. He's going to be eating popcorn and shit while he's fucking dodging bullets. Kind of like Joe was setting up here, this movie opens with uh, Christian Bale as a kid, and his name's Quinn. And uh, it's terrible slow-mo of these fucking birds. <sighs> yeah, birds. They make a point of showing birds a whole lot in this film, and I'm still not entirely sure what the point of that is. Because it's symbolism. Oh, because, well, you think it's dragons, but it's not because it's birds. Like birds can sense the dragons coming or some bullshit? Uh, mm, we'll get to that. Canary in the coal mine, anybody? Well, I think it's because they're basically air they're airborne popcorn. So if there's birds in the sky, that means that they're not afraid. They're, they're, okay. they're no longer afraid to fly or sure. something. But I'm maybe, I, I can almost yeah. buy into that. But we're in London. <laughs> I, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. We're in nondescript London, and, and Christian Bale, Baby Bale's running around with his fucking this construction site, and he, he you know he bumps into Daisy and Mario and Luigi, and he fucking you know stops for a second. They give each other a nice stare, and then uh, you know Mario, Luigi, and Daisy get on their pipe, and he goes down his. Are you telling me that uh, the fate of Mario, Daisy, and Luigi from the Mario movies, they were all killed by dragons? I mean, that's why that sequel never happened, man. They were there, and they died. No, the dragons are from the other side. They, uh... That's where he came from. You know what? That works a little bit too well. <laughs> that, means Co that means Koopa City is also ashes. Wow, what a terrible way for that series to end. Is it, though? <laughs> it's Koopa's new secret weapon. So, uh, he hears some drums 
uh, a game with drums and he walks down a <laughs> corridor and he fucking goes down an elevator. The one thing about this construction site is that everybody just doesn't give a shit that this kid's just running around. Yeah, he walks in like he works there. Yeah. Everyone's like, hey, Quinn, hey, Quinn, hey, Quinn, hey, Quinn, hi, hello, child. Yeah, some adult tries to bum a cigarette off of him. Yeah, he's like, oh, how you doing? Your, your, your mom's down there. Go get her. And she, and he fucking like calm down there, Christopher Lambert. He's he's got like everybody's got like hard hats and shit on and like safety equipment. And this kid is just he's got like a fucking backpack. Yeah, he's just fucking ski bopping around this fucking place. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and then instead of like mom coming up from the fucking mine, he they send him down into the mine. To see his mother. They send him down in this horrifying, like, cage elevator, like, suspended by a single cable. And, like, he gets on and he, like, shits his pants. And I would, too. This thing's horrifying. Oh, my God. Uh, And it's, like, it's, like, what? 200 feet down or some shit like that? It's like a bird cage. And he gets down there and fucking Alice Kreese is his mom. Yeah. I fucking love her. And she is so, like, criminally underused. She says, like, five things and then dies. Yeah. Um, she is she is a unexpected surprise in the Silent Hill movie because she shows up in that film and starts acting. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Dude, she's great in that. She's great in uh, Sleepwalkers and... Um... Yeah, I love her. Um, you know what's funny? She is actually she has a role in the movie Stay Alive, but they chopped every second of it out of that movie. That's criminal. That would have been better. Maybe. She is actually like a big person. She's a big uh uh exposition dump. Really? Uh, towards the end of that. Yeah, she's provides half the lore to that movie and they just excised it. Hey, listen. We're we're going to come back to that movie one day, Connor. Don't give all the fucking uh, secrets oh, away. Oh, we are. I got the fucking unrated <laughs> DVD on my shelf right behind me. <laughs> I remember that night we watched it, and I wanted to die then. The unrated DVD is the only way to watch that movie, if you choose to suffer that way. I need less Frankie Muniz, more Alice Creech. Sure. But yeah, she's wonderful, and she shows up in this movie just to say hi. Yeah, she's just like, hey, uh, you didn't go, you, you, you left school and you didn't get your scholarship? Great. Well, you can't go to that that school you wanted to go to because it's $3,000. And he's like, well, what, what if I ask my dad? And she's like, uh, I don't think so. Bye. She's like, you certainly could. And then she <laughs> you certainly could. Have a Budweiser, child. Because we're giving out fucking beers down here, too. So this random fucking schmo off the side is like, he's like, hey, I just blew a fucking hole in this wall. Come here, kid. You, you, you're just about the right size. Why don't you fucking crawl in there and see what's in there? Yeah, crawl into the arsehole of the world. And he's like, oh, Come on down to Moria. We're going to get the Yerkenstone. Get your ass in that hole, boy. Oh, you're small. Crow in the small hole. I won't look in after you at all. His mom's like, uh, where'd Quingo? go? Ah, no fucking idea. He shimmies in front of the hole. I have no idea. Beats me. Like, yeah, puts his fucking hand up on the wall and, like, blocks it. I didn't send him into a cavern full of stuff. I feel like this scene would be way more effective if I didn't know what this movie was about. Because the second he goes in there, you see these fucking, quote-unquote, walls, but... If, if you know it's about dragons, you're like, oh, shit, there's a dragon right there. Yeah, he steps in and, like, right away, any air of mystery is gone because, like, nothing looks like stone. And then he walks into something. I'm like, those are fucking scales. Right. They look cool. No, it's awesome. Also, the dragons in this movie are fucking cool. Yes. Yes, they are. But, like, again, this setup is so piss poor because it's like, okay, there's one dragon in there and he's supposed to be the male, the bull. Right. The main one. 
right? But it looked like there was way more in there. Well, they're all sleeping. Uh, is that what it is? There's gotta be at least a couple for him to procreate, but there can't be many. There's gotta be at least two, the male and a female. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, because he's, he's touching one, and that's the, he's touching one, and that's where you see the wall looks like scales, and behind him is, there's movement, and that's the one that sees him. Oh, okay. Because I was like, how does that make sense later? Right. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. It's not asexual. This isn't Godzilla 2000. Oh, excuse me, Godzilla 1999. God forbid. 1998. Barf. Fuck. Basically, they infer that they get up, they eat everything, they go back to sleep. Yeah, they're like the fucking creeper. Every 23rd spring for 23 days, they get to destroy the entire world, question mark? Yeah. (laughs) And go completely unchallenged. They killed the dinosaurs, and then, uh, (laughs) when, when humans repopulated the planet, uh... I, I let him out, but we're not going to mention that. Uh, they came and ate everyone again. I love when Kristen Braille breaks this down just in a second. Right, because, you know, this dragon that you guys are describing basically spits this, like, dragon breath cum at fucking Quinn. It just covers his body. He fucking comes right in this kid's face. That's what it looks like. As soon as he, he this thing spits in his face... Um, the next time you get a vague close-up of Quinn, his eyes are bloodshot to fucking back. It's like, whatever this is, is really nasty, and you don't want to get it in your face. Yeah, because it's like fucking gasoline, and the other one's... Right. It's like petroleum, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's like napalm. It's Well, it's napalm without being actually on fire. It's it's corrosive. When they mix it, they have... Spoilers, they have two glands, which is really fucking cool. For the way that they describe how these dragons breathe fire, which is kind of neat. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, there, you guys ever see the uh, the fake documentary Discovery Channel aired where they um they they it was the the premise was they discovered a dragon frozen in ice. Yeah, and they and they made it like is if dragons were real, this is how they would have yeah. Yes, and they basically said they 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 breathe uh like they eat and that what their their body turns it into methane and they chew on platinum. And that basically helps them create a spark, which they then breathe the methane onto, and that's how they breathe fire. Which is cool. Um, but this is like, yeah, they have glands in the back of their throat, or the. In their this front is their... way better because they have two. They have two. They have two glands in the mouth. They don't have to eat metal. They just have two glands in the mouth, and and they shoot these two fucking uh, sh- almost like a snake shoots its venom out of its uh, fangs, and it like shoots them together, and then as it breathes or screams or whatever it shoots this fucking thing like a flamethrower as the as the two uh liquids combine and like turn into flames if you haven't seen the movie anyone listening to this like just look up an image of rain of fire dragon's breath and you could probably find like a screen cap of like it about to ignite it looks fucking cool it's fucking cool i i think it's really awesome and and again like i remember when i when i went to go see this like I'm a huge fan of dragons and fantasy movies and shit like that. I fucking love dragons. Yeah, and it's just like, fuck, sign me the fuck up. Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale, dragon movie? Okay, here I go. I love dragons so much, I started following wrestlers who are dragon-themed without ever seeing matches they had. <laughs> That's how much I love dragons. And let me tell you something, Brett Como is fucking terrible. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. No one knows who he is. <laughs> So this dragon, which we find out much later in the film, is the male but I uh, might as well just get out of the way now, uh, chases this kid through the fucking arsehole of the world, and then he runs out covered in this fucking, you know, petroleum jelly, and uh, he runs up to his mother, and he's like, oh, God, oh, there's something in there. And then this guy's smoking a cigarette in the mine? Yeah. 
Get in the mine. What the fuck? They are the most irresponsible fucking construction workers ever. They're drinking beers. They're smoking cigarettes. Who knows what? There's a fucking methane deposit or something. Quinn, you got a light? Ah, fuck it. Oh my 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 uh, match went out. Oh, here's a fucking dragon. God. Any other movie? If this was like a Godzilla film, let's just say. They probably would have blamed the fucking smoking for the explosion and wouldn't have gone after the damn monster for another hour. The fucking, the people in both versions of My Bloody Valentine are more safe than these guys are, okay? <laughs> it's true. And that's a movie that didn't need any of it, just need people getting pickaxed to death. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, they, they go in into the hole to basically see what Quinn's fucking yelling about, and Quinn starts heading up the elevator with his mother. And as they're going up, you just hear, like, screaming as this fucking fireball engulfs everybody in this fucking mine. Yeah. And they start going up the elevator. And, like, midway, you, it, it's actually, in my opinion, a kind of a cool shot where you have just the flame and the smoke from the flame just kind of engulfing this in, engulfing this entire cavern and then shooting up towards this elevator and, like, through this mm-hmm. fucking, like, white smoke. It is cool. Yeah, this dragon literally, like, climbs up with its, uh, with its claws on this fucking grate. This is when I said, uh... Wow, this movie better not shit the bed, because so far, this is my shit. Yeah, it's awesome, right? And you're like, okay, this is going to be really cool. Yeah, it's, it's fucking cool. This whole the opening stretch is awesome. So, so this fucking dragon climbs out, and in the process, smashes this elevator that they're in. And Christian Bale is stuck in this elevator, and... Uh, Alice Keys gets fucking smushed between <laughs> fucking these two pieces of metal. Bye. She gets Pete Postlewaited. Yep. See ya. Except she didn't have a gold watch to 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 hoard into her death. No. Or sandals. <laughs> Here's the thing with that, too. They're only halfway down this fucking shaft. Right. How did he get out of there? Yeah, I have no idea how he got out of there. I have no idea. I don't know. He could have been down there for days, realistically, if this thing got out and just started killing people. Right. Everybody would be like, oh, I don't give a fuck. We're not looking in the hole. Yeah, because, like, what's he going to do? Like, after, the after like, the, the screaming stops, is he like, <laughs> hello? Hi, uh, is anybody out there? Is there an adult? I'm stuck in a cage that's all smooshed up. People are dying, kid. We'll get to you later. He was training to get out of the fucking hole in Batman uh, in Dark Knight Returns, man. Oh, uh, there you go. He used that training later in life. I was born in it. What about you, Mr. Bale? Morning, my dragon fire. God, you know, I just the thought that just crossed my goddamn mind after you said that. Now I'm just picturing this fucking male dragon as Bane. Thank you. <laughs> he broke baby Bale's back and left it. No, he killed his mom. I never escaped. They make a point to show this dragon do like a Jur- Jurassic Park T-Rex move where the fucking eye just like catches his. Yeah. And then he has like some serious PTSD, I guess, for the rest of his life. And honestly... I mean, I fucking would. I could, Yeah, I couldn't blame him. He hears a fucking gunshot, pearls drop on the ground. Do, do, and then it's all in slow motion because Zack Snyder filmed it. Yeah. <laughs> Martha! You ever dance with the devil under the dragon moon? In the pale dragon... Fu- whatever, I'm just riffing here. What, what, whatever, I'm just kidding, kid. Kaplooey, your parents are dead. I'll soon be retconned in a dream that Val Kilmer has. <laughs> I didn't kill your parents, Two-Face did. Or something. So then, yeah, fast forward, and Christian Bale's an adult with a weird beard. Weird haircut, too, honestly. Weird everything. He's got like a half bowl cut. Christian Bale's facial hair is the strangest thing ever. It's sparse. Because it never grows in... Uh, yeah! It's sparse but thick because it doesn't cover everything. But what it does cover, it grows in very thick and very straight. Yeah, it's like a controlled burning in a forest. <laughs> I, 
it's very well known that uh, Bale is a method actor. I'm sure he was insistent on making it his own beard, which is fine. Oh, 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 it's my beard. No, no one else's. I'm not going to eat for five fucking days before I do this scene. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> there you go. That's the that's the accent. He's very fucking British. I keep forgetting that. Oh, he's, he's fucking, he's all over the place, mate. He's fucking British. He's fucking, he's fucking talking to you. Oh, good. Especially when he's screaming at a, uh, a light guy. Oh, good. Oh, God. Oh, good for you. <laughs> it's fucking distracting. It's fucking distracting. I wanted him to just start yelling that at fucking Gerard Butler in the middle of the movie. Why don't you just settle down there? Sit, just calm down, Christian. Before I kick you into a hole. The same hole you came out of, you stupid child. You, f- you fucking child. Got a lot of holes involving multiple people in this situation. Yeah. Look, the hole that Leonidas kicked people down in is the same hole that uh, Christian Bale had to crawl out of in both instances, as a child and as an adult. Oh, and the Bane dragon climbed out of it, too. Okay. Sure did. It's a hole that's been there for a long time. <laughs> it's a thing, you know? It's a whole thing. Um. So, yeah, you know, we flash forward to the future, and we, we kind of get Christian Bale talking over, like, news clippings of, like, how the world basically nuked the fucking... nuked itself into oblivion trying to kill the dragons, <laughs> and it just didn't work. Yeah, but he also gives some fucking bunk-ass histories. Like, he's like, he's like, yeah, and then the dragons came, and they, and they were... You know, they came and they fucking killed the dinosaurs and they killed everything and then, uh, you know, uh, man came, question mark, and then the dragons went to bed and then, uh, the dragons woke up and then, uh, killed everything again. Yeah, the dinosaur thing is, like, that's, you're inferring that. You have no way to back that up. No, not at all. And I'm like, what, are you just gonna rewrite fucking history here? What, what are you talking about? Well, he's gonna rewrite movie history. He sure does. Oh my god, you think that's what it is? Christian Bale, everybody's dead, so Christian Bale's is like, I'm gonna make this up as I go along. <laughs> no one's here to challenge me. <laughs> yeah, right, he's rewriting history books, like, then there were dinosaurs, and then the dragons killed them. Yeah, John Hurt hates this guy. Hey, wait a minute! You can't do that! Wait, you're stepping on my toes! Meanwhile, the bartender is off in a corner, like, trying not to be noticed. <laughs> Just putting his hand up in front of his face. He's writing everything down in a small notepad. He's like, alright, yep, yeah, Christian Dragon. Okay, this is good. My partner is gonna fight dragons in about ten minutes. See, I knew a guy named, uh, Balicus. <laughs> Christian Bear, he crawled, he crawled out of the hole, and then you got your fucking dragons. And then he became a superhero named the Batman. He is the Batman who fought the dragons. He's fucking Draconius. That's his name. Gact is like, his head is on the bar, he's passed <laughs> out, like no one's awake. Josh Hartnett finally comes in after like weeks, months, years of n- not seeing him. What have I missed? And he's just like, hey... <laughs> Bartender, why don't you shut up for a minute? Your fucking cousin's gonna be here in about 20 minutes. He's gonna come up in a tank. (laughs) It's cousin. Holy shit, man. I haven't seen him since I don't even fucking remember. I got a pop-up funny about him, too, though. We have this, like, scene where Christian Bale, he's, he's working in this fucking mine under this... This castle in Northumberland, fucking England. Oh, he's getting sweaty. He's got his shirt off. Something for the ladies here. Let me tell you something. Hard bodies abound in this film. And, and like, a single woman. Fully clothed. <laughs> yeah, she's covered from the neck down. Like, Jewish woman. <laughs> like, buttoned up from neck to toes. Which is a uh, good, nice change of pace. Because, uh, I'll take Matt. I'll take Matt and Christian with their shirts off wrestling each other. I 
can't remember her name. She doesn't show up yet, but she I can't remember her name, but she is beautiful. Uh, so it doesn't matter what she's wearing. Yeah, she's she's a varwolf. Oh my god. <laughs> she's also Natalia from goddamn Goldeneye, but we'll get to her. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Boris. Holy shit, I thought I knew her from somewhere. I'm invincible. Uh, Christian Bale basically runs this uh, group of survivors that have this, like, fucking blasted out keep. It's a fucking castle. It's the last castle in England. He's doing a pretty fucking good job, I gotta say. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, my, a lot of my frustration with this film came uh, not only from having to watch it over the course of seven days for various reasons we don't have to get into, um, but I watched it twice, uh, and the first time was was over the course of about five days, and every time I came back into it, I was like, leave this fucking guy alone! Connor, I just have one question for you. Do you have a pulse? Are you breathing? I'm, I'm okay. How is Elvis, and have you seen him lately? Uh, I live in Las Vegas. So, pretty good chance. <laughs> I saw a, I saw an Elvis impersonator on a cruise once, and I was like, I think it's him. Greg's man, look at you every time. So, so even though Quinn is basically running this place to keep everyone alive, and he's... He, keeping in mind that he was also, like, one of the only survivors of this mine shaft attack, and he's one of the, you know last living people on the fucking planet after these dragons destroyed the majority of it. He's probably one of the only people who's ever actually been face-to-face with these things and walked away. Right, and the male at that, which we find out much later in the film that there's only one of. Yeah. Yeah, and the implication of how many people are left, like... He might be one of maybe a handful of people on the planet who got to look at one of these things. Yeah. This is like, you know, I, I joke about Terminator because Bale was in it, but, like, let's be real. This is, like, Terminator, like, level fucking humanity. Like, we're, we're down to just scraps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- we're, this isn't a soft apocalypse. This is, there's nobody, there's practically no one left. There's pockets of humanity is scattered. Oh, yeah. It's it's a fucking reboot of the planet Earth. Hardcore. Oh, it's been, yeah, it's been scorched. Like, it's, there's nothing left. Yeah, and, and whatever the dragons didn't burn, we did. Exactly. <laughs> In an attempt to kill them. Bale's been basically taking care of business, and he's got some dissenters who just, this guy Eddie is just an annoying fuck the entire movie. Who are thundering dumbasses. They have, like, harvest times where they go to, you know, get food, and now, they can only grow food, really, in this, like, this small little patch. And, like, Christian Bale comes out, and he's like, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about why are you gonna go what are you doing why are you gonna go eat the fucking food i told you no we all agreed yeah eddie basically wants to go pick food now but christian bale comes up and hits him with he's like hungry yeah i but christian bale hits him with ironclad logic that you can't argue with he comes out and says like if you pick everything now there'll be nothing left to f- like ba- there'll be nothing left to seed and nothing will grow next year you will kill us in advance because they need to germinate and grow seeds what have you it's been like what let's say 30 maybe 40 years since this all happened and you know originally you would think they would take the guy who's protecting them for god knows how long's fucking opinion seriously well there's always going to be that one jerk off who's just like oh, i yeah. know better fuck you and then fucks it up for everybody i mean that's right. just kind of how it goes yeah and like that's this is my and this is where i first started getting frustrated with the movie itself because I can't, I, I'm not really into forgiving like, just impenetrable human stupidity for the sake of drama because all it does is make me angry. Well, for sure, but like Joe just kind of pointed out, it is, you know, when you think about it, for lack of a better term, it is kind of what would happen. It is somewhat realistic. Oh, of course. But like, but you, but you know what? Go by yourself. You right. don't take anybody else with you. If that's, if you don't take children with you, 
You don't get to. It's a solo mission, like, at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this guy's a fucking coward, so fuck him. Yeah, he's a coward, and he brings other- he brings younger people with him, he brings children with him. And kills them all, basically. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Yeah, because they- they just say fuck it, and, like, after Bale confiscates the keys, they just say, eh, we're gonna go anyway at night. And they sneak out after dark, and, like, the dragons can see- you find out later that, like, the dragons can see better in the dark. Yeah. And it's like, you know there's fucking dragons out there. What are you doing? And it's not like they're, like, some kind of- creature that is like you know multicolored, like red orange pink or some shit like they they blend into rocks like what, what are you thinking if one is laying on the horizon you're not gonna tell if you, you won't be able to no. tell if it's a mound of dirt or a you know a, a creature it's the same disgusting color as the color grade of this movie <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but they also like they never come out right and say this until like maybe kind of towards the end i'll say but it's super implied that these dragons are really smart, and they, they basically know what they're fucking doing. Sure. Yeah. And not even that they're super smart, too. I mean, Bale makes a point to say in the beginning that, like, since everything is torched, um, they're super desperate and they're starving. So they're even more aggressive than they normally would be, which is yeah. probably really, really aggressive. Also, they feed on ash. Yeah. But they also eat people. I don't know what that's about. What the fuck is that? Do they huff the shit? Do they lick it up? What do they do? I and mean, we never actually see them eat. I imagine, like, it can't just be, like, ash from, like, a tree. Like, I imagine it would probably, like, I'm not sure if there's much of a chemical, well, I'm sure there is. Like, I'm sure the chemical compound of, like, organic ash versus, like, cardboard is different. Maybe. I don't know. It wasn't thought out very well because it's, like, we're eating people, we're eating other dragons, and it's, like, well, they're starving. And it's, like, well, he didn't burn it and, like, suck the ash out like a fucking, like... Like uh, like the Sanderson sisters or some shit. I I the way I saw that scene and maybe I just like misunderstood it uh, was because basically they they go to these crops of like tomatoes and corn and shit and it's like in the middle of this totally fucking destroyed town that you can only assume the dragons fucking just destroyed one afternoon. Yeah, and like what angered me more, I'm like it's a fantastic tomato patch and this dude's gonna fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, as I'm watching the movie and they're in there fucking grabbing the fruit and vegetables, I'm sitting there thinking, this is a setup. Oh, yeah. These dragons are purposely allowing this to stay here just so they can get a fucking meal from eating people. Yeah, but do they? I don't know. Like, now that you're talking about them eating the ash, I do remember them mentioning that a few times in the film. So, I don't know. It could be a little bit of both. It could be, like, they could be omnivores. I don't know. They, they, they can't eat the vegetables straight up, so they burn them and then they just chew down on them. Well, I, like, I would, no, I would, I would easily say that, like, if an animal is running low on its primary food source, it would easily look to something else and like right. a cat can theoretically eat a couple vegetables here and there but after a while if that's his primary source of uh, nutrition it's gonna get sick right like even in the winter time deer eat birds to sustain so i wonder if it is just as simple as they they can't eat the vegetables straight so they burn them and then they just choke them down also like i imagine like a tomato to an animal that big is just like it's like me eating a, a, a breadcrumb yeah right or, or, or like a fucking cherry right <laughs> but specifically uh the dude one of the people say like oh he, he doesn't want to be bothered with us he's gonna suck the ash or whatever and i'm like yeah okay then why are the fucking dragons even coming after people it's it's a weird unnecessary plot point i could have just done with hey they're trying to eat us because they're fucking hungry right or they're eating each other and that's fine but again i guess that kind of would bunk the whole fucking thing because it's like well they would have eaten each other already by this point right all the other dragons so yeah this this dragon basically sees them eating you know gathering the food comes in fucking burns them eats a couple of them 
And then Bale comes in with these fucking fireproof uh, suits on. Uh, Christian Bale in backdraft. Kurt Russell's there. I actually thought that was a really cool idea with the um the the, the flame retardant suits because I'm like that's a handy piece of technology that nobody in fantasy films ever has a chance to use because it's not a technology they have. Not at that point in time, no. And they have fucking like uh, fire engines basically full of water. Yes. I thought that was cool. It is cool. And I also liked how that fire-resistant armor, let's call it, like, only kind of works to a point because this is still a dragon. Well, yeah, and eventually, like, it's it's gonna, it's, if that, if I imagine if you're exposed that long enough, I'm just cooking from the inside. Yeah, he looks like fucking Donnie from, uh, Don't Go in the House. <laughs> Kinda, or like the fucking E.T. Uh, scientist. Oh, there you go. And, uh, I, I think the idea being is as long as you're not, like, in a direct flame burst, you're okay. Like, if you're just going through the fire that's already been laid down by one of these things, that you, you can survive for a little bit, but if you're getting hit by a full fucking fire breath out of one of these dragons, like, you're kind of fucked. Oh, yeah. You're probably gonna feel it. You, you might feel it, or you might just burn instantly. Well, because I feel like the fucking, the two different liquids would be, like, all over you, burning you alive. Right, exactly. So a couple of these people get killed, and Eddie gets saved, and I, I get, I'm assuming it's, like, his wife or son, and a few others get saved by Bale and Creedy and these fucking firemen tanks. Now nah, they're fucking dead already. His wife and kids fucking died a long time ago. I guess that's why this guy's got nothing to lose. He mentioned, he makes it a point about burying um, his family. He's a fucking coward. Fuck this guy. Because he throws it in Bale's face. He's like, he's like, you know, I'm trying to keep these people safe. He's like, you couldn't keep my family alive or something like that. But like, it's... Yeah. But it's never inferred they were killed by dragons. Like, they could just die from sickness because you're living in a fucking, you're living in a stink hole. Yeah. Now I'm gonna eat your tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you for keeping this many of us alive for yeah. so long. I'm gonna fucking go eat your tomatoes. Your perfectly grown, delicious-looking tomatoes. Yeah, it was pissed. It fucking pissed me off. We get these, like, two scenes, maybe not back-to-back, but, like, within quick succession of these, like, I'll call them heart-to-hearts between Creedy and fucking Quinn. And, like, the first one is just basically, like, them talking about how, oh, how, how can we go on with this? Like, everything's going to hell. And, and, you know, fucking Quinn's just drinking his life away, essentially. And then we go to this other scene, which... I love this so much. They're doing a fucking, like, play or some shit, and they're sword fighting. Oh, it's great. For the kids? For the kids, yeah. For the kids of the camp. Yeah. And I'm, like, not getting it. Not getting it. Really? And I'm like, wait a second. What is he wearing? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your story you came up with, Mr. Quinn? Sure is. Quinn and Creedy are reenacting the climactic fight between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, complete with Gerard Butler pretending to lose a hand, kids gasping, and then him going, no, I'm fine. Yeah, it's the whole Empire fucking ending. Yeah, with the, with the dialogue intact, um, and they pretty much end it uh, right when uh, after the father reveal. And, like, these kids react like they're like, <gasps> It's so cute and awesome. It's so cute. I fucking loved it. Well, wouldn't you? You never heard of Star Wars before. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, these kids have no fucking idea what Star Wars is. That's why I love it, because it's it, to them, it's a brand new story, and they have no idea who the hell these people are. Kind of makes you think about history in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you know, after this planet's fucking torched and somehow someone discovers all those archive films underground, like, I'm sure they'll pull Star Wars out and go... Is this a documentary? Yeah, if they could even still play it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, on, it's on some, like, dead format. Yeah. The only other thing of note in this scene, because it comes up a few times later on, is that after they do this play, they have, like, this prayer that they do, which is essentially just, like, a bunch of sayings that help, like, basically teach you how to be 
to protect yourself against dragons or dragon attacks, and it's kind of cool. It's like a peace of mind mantra. But I like this because the, instead of using religion as to put their faith into something that doesn't exist, it's used to kind of uh build these rules to survive yeah and you build it you're building it into the gen- the, g- the generation coming up behind you right so they, they these kids would grow up knowing like yeah we have to keep like we, we know the deal because we've been told these stories and you know to- we've been given this information and this and this saying for years and taught so young that maybe they can do something about it or somebody will eventually they should have made fucking eddie sit in on this meeting Hey, Eddie, <laughs> you need a little retraining. He Come was, on. You're telling me he should have been held back? Eddie should have just been publicly executed because it's one of those things where it's like, see, this is what happens when you try to fucking steal from the community. Yeah. Because there's only ex- a handful of us and we all have to work together and there's no room for this horse shit. So off with his head. Or you know what? Feed him to the fucking dragon. There you go. Eddie shouldn't have even been brought back to that camp. They should have gone home without him. And if someone asked it, like, dragons got him. You know what would have been a better plot? Everybody regressed. <laughs> and now we're doing fucking... You know what? You ever see Dragon Slayer with Janos? Yeah. He's the main yeah. character. Yeah, it's fucking great flick, dude. I mean, sans the magic, but we can, you know, tie people to fucking stakes. Yeah, why not? Out in the middle of fucking fields and sacrifice them to the dragons, right? Keep them away. Just like Andromeda with the Kraken. Let's do it. There you go. Eddie, you're next. Fucking A, Eddie. Or like, or Exile, which is basically in that in, in that setting is a death sentence. Like, you go ahead, walk that way and see how long you last. Well, because if you really think about it, like, he basically just fucked them hard because all of their crops got destroyed. He he probably killed a handful of people that haven't died yet because of how much food he got destroyed. Bale even says it. He's like, we're fucked next thing. So, like, yeah. so, so, that's, so that's the fucking first strike. I, uh, for, for why Bale does what he does in this movie, <laughs> right? So, like, there's one thing that is going to kill the people that he's been protecting, and then we're moving on to the next one, which is... Uh, hey, uh, bartender, uh, it's your cue. Get ready. All right. So, <laughs> this is what happened. So, when the fucking dragons came out of the hole in England, well... It wasn't just England that was affected, you see. It was the whole fucking world. So, in America, we have a good buddy of mine, Denton Van Zandt. He's a dragon killer from Kentucky. He's a good man. Here he comes. Look at him. He's driving that tank over there. (laughs) There he is. I I called him. The fact that the bartender is calling him a good man already makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah, already already makes me call his morals into question. But then again, I should call his morals into question anyway because he basically incites revolution and lets everybody else do the, do the hard work. Pretty much. He's an American. I'm from fucking Kentucky. Yeah, these fucking, these, these fucking hoorah fucking jackass Americans roll up on Christian Bale's fortress keep. Like, literally roll up in tanks. Straight up. And I'm like, where the fuck are they getting gas for this shit? And a fucking helicopter. I'm like, the world's fucking dead. What are you talking about? Where are you getting batteries and shit from? And the whole thing is like, you know, Quinn runs down there to talk to him, and he's like, listen. He's like, we need supplies. We need gas. And then, like, the, the helicopter isn't there yet, and, and uh, he's talking about how he's got a plane, and, and Quinn is just like, yeah, bullshit, I haven't seen a plane in years. Here comes the fucking chopper. Well, yeah, so so Van Zandt, he's he's basically trying to convince Quinn that he's not a bullshit artist, and he's he pulls out this dragon tooth on a fucking necklace. And he's like, you ever see this, you stupid-ass caveman? He's like, yeah, dragon's tooth, so what? And he's like, you know, in Kentucky, they came down on us, 
and it was like twilight. We call it magic hour. <laughs> and you know, these sons of bitches, they came down on us twice and didn't hit us. And I figured it out. I had an epiphany. They, they see real good in the daytime, and they see even better at night. But they can't see in the twilight. So that's when me and the Kentucky Irregulars went out, and we fucking, we fucking stabbed a goddamn dragon in his throat and killed his ass, and I got his tooth. Can I come inside? Give me some gas. Yeah, give me some food. Um, I don't understand the idea that these dragons can see not so good at dusk. Um, I, I kind of actually buy into it. Picture yourself driving in your car, and maybe it's not the best example because you have a fucking windshield in the way, but you know that there's that certain time of day, if the sun's hitting it right, you can't fucking see shit. It's true. Um, that's not even the problem I have. Like, that's fine. Uh, uh, I can buy that. Easy. What I can't buy is how these motherfuckers haven't been ransacked by these fucking dragons already that are voracious. Okay, that's my thing. Like, I don't care. Like, especially with how this this group of, of soldiers essentially operates what we see in the next few minutes. Like, I'm sorry, but their tactical, like, uh, approach to these dragons is suicide. It's suicide, but it's it seems like it's pretty fucking effective. Yeah, but it's completely nonsensical when you think about it. How so? First of all, they're 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 driving in machines that require fuel. Well, I mean, that's the first thing against it. I'll agree to that. They aren't getting that far. Unless there's like fucking depots just hanging out around everywhere, but I would assume that they were blown up. If, if everything has been turned to ash or exploded, right. I would assume that anything that was containing any type of uh, combustible fuel has been eradicated. And that kind of pisses me off throughout this film because, like, how are you going to say that, like, everything's been decimated, everything's dead and burnt to a fucking crisp, and then we're driving around? Because when we go to fucking London later, everything is ashed over, <laughs> okay? It's burnt to a fucking crisp. And then we're just driving around fucking trucks like no big deal. That and, um, so the next part of this is that Matthew McConaughey's military troop here has this unit they call the Archangels. Ugh. And the Archangels, they what they do is they get to a high altitude where the dragons don't normally fly. And then Gerard Butler came in, check out my movie, I'm the Archangel. <laughs> <laughs> Angel has fallen. Uh, watch it at all your Cinemark movie theaters. Archangel, go to your Cinemark theater, order some popcorn and soda. Drink Coca-Cola products and go see my movie, Angel has fallen. Uh, here's some dragons again. Um, back to the movie. Go ahead, McConaughey. Take it away. So the Archangel's job is to get into a helicopter, this helicopter, fly at an altitude that I don't know if helicopters can properly reach i know they're not supposed to go they're not like it's not like a jet right because the the fucking the, the the doors are open and at some point you have to wear an oxygen mask so it can't go that high correct it is also a military helicopter just to make a point about that but what i know about halo jumpers too or like those um the is that they they usually jump out of a jet listen you know uh you're shooting my fucking you know my whole theory down in like swiss cheese <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have C.B. Smith here to, like, confirm or deny any of this shit. <laughs> it's all falling apart, and Sean's like, shut up, you're fucking up my joke. I, I guess I kind of went into it with, like, the John Woo logic, where it's like, yeah, they never reload that gun, but I really like what's happening. Look, it's fine. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I understand that, but the, my thing with, it, okay, this is probably a personal thing, but if anybody else agrees with me, please let me know. The idea of the Archangel is that they get to a certain altitude, and they perform a high-altitude jump, and they have kind of like these wingsuits. And basically, their job is to essentially ambush these dragons from the, from the air 
uh, and hit them, I guess, like, if you get directly in their shit, like, in their face, like, they don't seem like they have a lot of time to react. Um, especially if you're coming at them from a top. Problem is, they say the average Archangel dies in 17 seconds. If there are barely any humans left, then maybe you ought to reconsider your tactical options to maintain some level of manpower. That's why McConaughey's like, hey, can we borrow some of your people, please? Well, right. That That's his fucking famous line this entire film. Yeah. <laughs> you should immediately distrust this guy because... His his approach to dealing with these dragons is like, yeah, I just throw people at them until they die. And the whole thing is, like, they're doing this operation, like, partially because the dragon fucking found the castle and is, is attacking it, but also because I guess he's just trying to show, like, that they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey basically rolls up and starts swinging his dick around immediately. Yeah, it's a psychological ploy because he's, like, he he's so fucking happy that there's a dragon flying around because as soon as he takes it down, he'll be able to fucking take all of these people away from Christian Bale. Exactly. Yeah, he will be able to manipulate the situation. In, which, right. Like, create some cool drama at first, but then, like, just the way it plays out later on and as the movie progresses, I'm, I was buying anyone keeping him around less and less and I was just like this is like it, it makes it also makes Christian Bale's character who has successfully kept these people alive for so long look like an absolute fucking dunce right and 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 I guess the problem I have is that like McConaughey just stays a quote unquote good guy through the whole film but like then you can argue the fact that, like, well, everybody's going to die. And I think they even bring this up, but, like, everybody's going to die in this fucking castle anyway. Exactly. So why don't you just go die fighting? Yeah, he says, like, you're keeping... He says, like, you're, yeah, he kept, alive, kept these people alive for, you know, this many years. He's like, nah, you're just killing them slower. So let's let's forget about the gasoline and the height of the helicopter for a second. Right. The way they fight these fucking dragons... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your logic! <laughs> or the apples that they have, but go on. They have these, I don't even know what the fuck you want to call it, triangulators, and they have three of them to, essentially, they, they get on their fucking motorcycles. Again, don't know how they get the gas. We're going to ignore that for the moment. It's a 3D mapping device. Yes. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're, they're, because they call them, what, vertical one, two, and three? Yeah, they're like pinpoints they got to put on the ground. They make this triangle, which creates the 3D map. Now, in the process of that, they then feed that information to McConaughey in the tank and to, you know, Jansen, who we kind of skipped over, but she is Natalia from GoldenEye, uh, the pilot of this helicopter. She's Van Zandt's, like, point woman. Exactly. And and she can basically get this information and then tell her archangels where to dive. Unfortunately, the dragon kills one of the people with these uh, triangulators and also fucking essentially just bum rushes the fucking helicopter and knocks a bunch of, of the guys out of it mid of flight. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys the triangulars gets killed because he thinks it's a great idea to try to ride a motorbike up a rocky ass hill. Yeah. And then Bale fucking rides out on his f- fucking horse and... Uh, gets it done in half the time. <laughs> yeah, and then he puts the fucking last beacon up and then that's when the fucking map kicks on in the helicopter and it and the fucking dragon is, like, right up their ass. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, the entire time Bale's trying to catch up to this fucking, like, exploded motorcycle, you just hear McConaughey yelling into his microphone, Briscataway, Briscataway, check in. Spagataway. Spagataway, come on, check in. <laughs> God damn it, I hope, I hope he's not dead, Briscataway. Yeah, after, like, after, like, the fourth missed call, you think, like, all right, that guy's fucking dead. Oh, Briscataway, put up your fucking thing, because I can't see, but I will bring up the 3D grid. I mean, for all we know, it was his fucking brother. Could be. He's very <laughs> upset about it later. I mean, we don't ever find out. Um, But, yeah, long story short, like, they jump out of the uh, helicopter slash fall out of it. 
Um, and they have these, like, uh, nets that they fire at the fucking dragon's wings. I guess the idea being, you know, collapse the wings and it's just going to plummet into the earth. It's pretty cool, and it'll it will for sure die <laughs> if it falls that fucking high. Oh, yeah, totally. That's going to fucking collapse its spinal cord and everything. <laughs> yeah, and break its fucking dome piece. They actually execute on it, but I guess they're just so high up. It, it, it it's, it's not enough to have the dragon just hit the ground. It, it breaks out of the net. And then it kills, I think... They also don't get a clear shot, though. Right, because it's cloudy as fuck. Yeah, and, like, the dragon bumps this fucking plane, and, like, one of the dudes falls out way before they all are supposed to go out, so they're kind of, like, trying to play catch-up. That's why they don't get a good beat on this fucking dragon. Yeah, and that's, like, I think, like, part of my, like, the other frustrations I have with the scene is that, like, it's... Matthew McConaughey is like, all right, time to swing. I'm going to turn left and better duck because my dick is huge. Um, like, he's like, here's our brilliant military plan that falls apart within seconds. And, like, people just start getting murdered instantly. Well, something goes wrong on the ground, and that fucks everything up. Yeah. But that's the whole biker thing. Yeah. You know? Because then the one dude, the the one the one jumper, uh, he, I can't remember what happens to him, but he just falls straight into the earth that's exactly what happens to him <laughs> yeah well he can't see the ground because of the clouds yeah he just he they just you see his his dot on the map and it's like boop 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 because he's out running the fucking dragon and the dragon just like stops and he's like oh he's not on me anymore oops there's the fucking ground splat quinn basically has this fucking horse and the dragon's like sees him and he starts riding this thing this cult's fucking booking it <laughs> Dragon's like, lunch! <laughs> McConaughey's just like, take take that 600, 1,600 pounds of horse meat and ram it right down my throat. <laughs> right, ram it right down there. He literally says that. He does! <laughs> Ride it right down my throat, Bale. He's on top of this fucking tank that he was earlier straddling like it was his fucking Johnson. And he, he's just got this massive, like, harpoon out of the goddamn Hobbit or something. It is a ballista. It is awesome. Like, Oh, it's fucking... Fu- <laughs> he's got a fucking black arrow in there. He's got the last one. Yeah. Apparently. Because <laughs> you never see him fire this thing again. Call me Bard the Bowman, where I fucking came from. <laughs> fucking, my name's Bard, and you're about to go down in history, smog. <laughs> the bartender kind of pipes in. I think you were uh, mis- mixing up a couple stories there, uh, cuz. Listen, man. Shut up, Legolas was there. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. I don't know who this Tolkien guy is, but this is my fucking story. And in my story, Matthew McConaughey kills a fucking dragon with a black arrow. You get me, punk? Gak just fucking takes a shot and falls asleep again. Gak hits the floor finally, and Hartnett's got his hands out. Like, what have you been doing the whole time? So, so McConaughey shoots a fucking arrow or a harpoon through this thing's chest, and it's really cool. It flies over the fucking ridge and just fucking slams into the ground in front of the castle. Yeah, and it, it when you, you get a close-up of this thing a little later on, and it's like, it's kind of a cool visual because... It didn't just hit the ground and die. It hit the ground and its fucking limbs broke and its yeah. wings split apart and its face is busted open. I'm like, yeah, that's what would happen if you fucking fell out of the sky like that. What's even cooler is like when it falls and hits the ground, there's like a big cloud of dust and it's a CG dragon. And then when the dust clears, it's all practical and it looks fucking great. It's a practical dragon. It's really cool looking. It looks amazing. I cannot state enough. How good the dragons look in this movie. Oh, they're fucking awesome. The way that they designed them, the way they animated them, the way that they look like they could be real. Yeah. I have no problems with the CG in this flick at all. No, no. This movie has no no problems as far as, like, uh, the actual production design and, like, the effects gone into it and sure. the, the, the sets. Like, everything looks great. The color is the one thing, but, like... Nothing looks blatantly, obviously, fake or distracting. Mm -mm. They kill this dragon and cut to the night, and they're all fucking celebrating getting drunk. 
And Van Zan looks so bitter and pissed off about this whole situation. He's he looks like he looks like pulsating uh, vein forehead kid meme. Like he's like. Grrr! I kind of I can't believe I'm saying this, but I kind of agree with him. I okay, to an extent, but then to walk up to someone who like has a literal mass graveyard outside of this castle. Well, that scene happens. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like it's. It's really insensitive to walk up to anyone and start comparing tragedies because there's no winner there. Fucking McConaughey walks up like everybody's having a party, right? Because this dragon's dead. He's like, hey, everybody listen up. He's like, he's like, y'all partying because there's a fucking dragon's dead. He's like, but three of my men are dead. And he's like, you country, you know, you envy a country that has heroes. And he's like, I pity the ones that don't or that need them or some shit. And he's like, you're all a bunch of fucking assholes. And, you know, oh, yeah, we're never going to kill all these fucking dragons. If if three people are going to die every time we kill one, it's going to take us 200 years to do it. Well, then, maybe your strategy sucks, Matt. We're talking about the guy who is driving around the countryside trying to take out dragons one at a time. Yeah. Like, you're going to lose people. It's going to happen every time. Without, like, guns or anything. There's, like, a harpoon. I wonder if he's just pissed because, like, he hasn't lost somebody in a long time and, like, he's not used to fighting in fucking London where the skies are just, like, grayed out all the time. I guess. But he doesn't want to, like, admit that. I guess, but isn't the whole world like this? It's almost like nuclear winter. There's so much ash just fucking all over the place. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if if, if everything had been burned down to the extent that they say it is and uh, at some point if anybody tried hitting him with, like, let's say as much nuclear ordnance as possible... You'd block out the sun for years. Yeah. Yeah. No, you bring up a good point. You both do. Yeah, I think that's actually I think that's actually been talked about uh, a lot with um, the, the dangers of nuclear war. It's not even the explosions. It's not even what happens when the bombs fall. It's what happens afterwards. Yeah, in the fallout. In the same breath, shouldn't there be plenty for these dragons to eat if they eat <sighs> ash? Yeah. And they're like, they're starving. But we've already established that they don't really talk about how that makes any sense. No. So. They could just hang out by the volcano or Kazuya's throwing people in. They'd have plenty to eat. Yeah, uh, yeah, straight up. McConaughey continues being an asshole as he goes over to this fucking mass grave and he's like staring down at it and Bale comes out with his fucking horse. And he's like, you know, they have a little one-on-one talk and uh, McConaughey just kind of gets in his face and he's like, you know what, pal? I lead, you follow. Fuck you. And I'm like, okay, that's a good way to get him motivated. Next fucking scene, he's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, We're having a rough shop at it. And I'm just like, okay, a second ago, you're being a total dickhead to bail. And now you're just like, yeah, we really need your help. Because he needs his cooperation. Because he's like, how the fuck am I supposed to get all his goddamn men? Well, let me be a nice guy. Here I go. But I also, like, I think think Bale shuts him down in the scene before a lot because, like, McConaughey says, he's like, I lost three men today. And Bale is like, you're standing in a field where I've buried hundreds of people. Yeah. Do not come at me with that shit. Yeah. And he still says, fuck you. Yeah, he still, then he drops that line regardless. Have your little soiree. Bye. So they go inside and they continue this conversation like the last one didn't just happen. And, uh. Yeah, this is so bizarre. Right? They just start talking about the genders and how they fucking figured it out all of a sudden. Yeah, the, all the dragons are female and they essentially act like fish i think she says at one point uh natalia because like uh they're like yeah all the all the 
dragons are female because we haven't seen a male yet. So their theory is the fact that like there's one male that kind of um Yeah, the one male that I guess the 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 idea here is that Bale has PTSD from that still, so he just isn't spilling the beans on it that it was the one he saw when he was a kid. I don't think he knows that. He just has like an inkling, I suppose, if nothing else. No, cuz he even said he even says like, "Oh, well, I never checked the plumbing or whatever he says." Yeah. So there's one male that like fertilizes all the females. Uh so they so the females automatically carry eggs and then you know they get fertilized by the by the male but like there's no other males question mark that's my thing is like i'm not a biologist but (laughs) like i do work with animals and i don't know there seems something like an, an an evolutionary deficiency to have a single male not just for a pocket of females not for a pack of females but for the entire known population of this species, there's a single male? Yeah. It's Parthenax. <laughs> <laughs> the Parthenax dilemma. I know I said it was Bane, but like if you really think about it, you were talking about Skyrim a little bit earlier, it's probably Parthenax. Parthenax! Um, Did somebody go out and lift up all the dragon skirts, or what? I mean, Bale kind of literally does, like, two scenes later. He goes out there with a fucking knife and, like... <laughs> cuts into that dead dragon and just pulls a fucking egg out. I'm not sure what that was supposed to imply. Yeah, I I was waiting for that scene to happen, and when it did, it didn't go anywhere. Where does that egg even go? I don't know. I think it just affirms to him that, like... What, does he cook it? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm fucking dragon dragon scramble he uh sends it back in time with the terminator and he drops it off at a church <laughs> and uh <laughs> the rest is uh history two plumbers find it let me tell you something uh that that dead ass dragon and that egg that place can now suddenly make up for all those all those lost vegetables oh yeah yeah we got some dragon meat aren't they are they edible or what i mean did we try to eat these things we don't know the only the only thing they say about them is that they don't like the smell of their own dead so they stay away from it yeah, what are they zombies i don't know they should rub themselves I'd be into that. Just Bale walking around with this fucking dead dragon's head on his shoulders. I, oh, that would be something, right? Like a fucking dragon skull yeah. thing? That'd be cool. Like he's a fucking minotaur? That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see fucking like dragon's tooth fucking clothing and spears and all kinds of shit. But we don't oh, get yeah. that. Or like dragon hide armor. Like Monster Hunter or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. McConaughey's like, yeah, we tracked the fucking em- a- epidemiology all the way back to fucking London. And it turns out that these fucking things originated in England. So we gotta go kill the male, the bull, the big daddy dog. Christian Bale's like, I have a thing I have to get to, and I totally didn't see this when I was a child. Bye. Right, well, that, and that's why I think he has an inkling. He doesn't know, but he has an inkling, because when he mentions how they tracked it back to London, Bale's probably thinking back, oh, fuck. Well, yeah. The one I let out. <laughs> I kicked the nest. Oh, boy. The one that spooged in my face? Let's be real. One of those fucking fat guys drinking beer would have found it, if not him, so. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah, no, the guy who came back and was like, I found a crevice. Hey, toss me another Budweiser, would you? I found a fucking holes here. It's fucking that guy's fault for knocking on Koopa's door, all right? (laughs) He's got the meteorite piece, dude. Yeah. Dude, the Koopahari Desert is at the other end of that tunnel. I found this rock. Great. Where's the rock? Where's the rock? Yeah. (laughs) This opera walks up behind (laughs) that I see you've been digging. Where's the rock? What rock? I'm not here. You never saw me. He just walks away. The meteorite piece. The meteorite piece. Are you stupid? Do I need to evolve you? The guy's like, I have no idea what you're saying to me. Monkey. <laughs> and then he just leaves and goes away. Um, so the next morning, there's this basically uh, Van Zandt's rallying up fucking Quinn's people. And he's like, listen, we're going to London. And uh, I, I need some volunteers. And Eddie and like three other people raised their hand. And, and Van Zandt's like, guys, that's it? What are you fucking kidding me? 
Uh, now, all the strong people are just coming with me by force. Yeah, he's like, the volunteering is over, now it's the draft. Yeah, straight up. And I'm like, okay, We're just they're just going to pick him by looking at him. Perfect. And then Quinn runs out and is awful at fighting. Let's just put it that way. It's not that he's awful, it's just McConaughey is portrayed as like that alpha male American with the fucking jacked muscles and the military complex. Like he's fucking Colonel Guile, man. Yeah, that and because Quinn is just a guy, like, who has survival ability, but, like, he doesn't have any combat training as no. far as I know, no. and runs up to some guy who he probably knows has combat training and tries to fist fight him and gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Well, he's trying to prove a point at the end of the day. Question. Who would win in a bare-knuckle fist fight on the street, Christian Bale or Matthew McConaughey? I think Christian Bale would yeah. fucking destroy that guy. I think Christian so. Bale's got no fucks left to give about his body. I also think Christian Bale actually has formal training. I mean, he's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, even for the movies, you know? I think Bale would win, too. We always have having a conversation with Julie before. I think because of how Christian Bale is with, like, this is going to sound odd, but, like, Anybody who's willing to do what he does to his body for method acting, where he, like, walks a fine line between method acting and trying to kill himself, yeah, is probably terrifying to fight. You bring up a good point, though. Like, let's say this is Christian Bale during The Machinist. He's getting his ass kicked. He's getting his ass, <laughs> he's getting his ass kicked in a couple seconds. Bale from The Machinist versus McConaughey from Dallas Buyers Club. Now, that is a fucking fight I'd pay oh to see. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's, that's almost offensive. Yeah. <laughs> That would be like that would be like cripple fight on South Park. Oh Jesus! Now I feel bad that I even suggested it. <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about one character who is emaciated from not sleeping or eating for a year, and one character has HIV. Does he not? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I mean the actors. I'm not talking about their characters. I mean that them being in their roles. Oh yeah, I know. But it's just it's just that when you when you add context to that, you're like, oh Jesus. <laughs> they're, they're just, well, yeah. Realistically, they'd probably just look at each other and say, fuck this, and go grab a beer and fucking just call it. They both throw one punch, get really tired, and go, you want a sandwich? Yeah, they both just lay down. Like, to share a ham, egg, and cheese. <laughs> Good night. We don't need to fight. That was really stupid. <laughs> that would be stupid. Bale gets his ass kicked, and, and Jansen comes over right before they all leave, and is like, yeah, here's some meds. This is the most awkward flirtiness I've ever seen. She's like, she's like, your lips, your arms cut. Here's some iodine. It hurts. Let me rub your lip. Not even. She says, here's some iodine. It burns like hell, but it cleans anything. And I'm like, no shit, bitch. We know what iodine is. I think, you know, it's not a magic ampule full of fucking, like, serum, you moron. It's right. Here's my alchemical mixture that will cure anything. Here's my health potion. <laughs> here's, yes, here's a blue potion. I've mixed it with the red and green and uh, blue herbs. First aid spray. It, yeah. She's like, here's iodine. And then, like, Christian Bale's mouth is hanging open. And he's got <laughs> blood hanging from his lip. Well, and she takes her thumb and just starts rubbing his lip. <laughs> and he just stares back at her. <laughs> Because he's like, what are you doing? For some reason, throughout this film, every scene they're together, they're doing this real, like, subtle flirting that doesn't really ever go anywhere. No. I kind of hate it. Don't need it. I hate it because it doesn't go anywhere, and it's awkward as fuck every single time. I mean, let me tell you something. If If there's only a handful of fucking people 
left at the end of the day, of course these two were fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like it just seems like a super like forced in part of the film that I didn't need because they're just Oh yeah, totally. It's also it has it's a dead end plot thread. It doesn't go anywhere. Right. It's like trying to connect the dots just because they're there. It just doesn't need it. What it needed more dragons. It didn't need this. Yes. Yes, that's my biggest problem with this movie, is that there's not enough dragons. I would have even taken more of Jared. <laughs> Fuck Jared. I hate this kid. This guy, Jared, because there's this whole, like, subplot where Christian Bale is like... You mean this this kid with, with who's bipolar? <sighs> sure. But Christian Bale has this subplot where he has all these kids, you know, you know, ranging from, you know... 1 to 18, essentially, are his quote-unquote adopted kids because he, you know, watches over them. Yeah. And this guy, Jared, who kind of pops up here and there throughout the film, he's kind of like, for lack of a better term, like the third-hand guy behind Creedy. He's a kid. He's like 16. Yeah. He comes up to Christian Bale and he's like, listen, uh, I'm going to go with Van Zandt. Because you're a pussy. And Bale... <laughs> basically and yeah i watched you get your ass kicked today i'm leaving bail gives him like this impassioned speech basically like yeah you're gonna throw your fucking life away all right see ya you're old enough i could be an archangel 17 seconds they died 17 seconds i talked to a veteran that was there for eight years so he's gonna teach me how to jump out of a plane my butler told me a story once (laughs) about a man in a forest a thief oh my god (laughs) i saw a dragon's egg the size of a peach. I saw a child the size of a ruby. <laughs> who was who was throwing away a tangerine. I saw a ruby the size of a dragon egg. So so they do this like weird bait and switch with this Jared character that lasts all of like four minutes. Where he's going to go with Van Zan. It's stupid. And then Bale goes down to the fucking crops that got burned early in the film. is like collecting ash or some bullshit. And Jared's like there. Yeah, welcome back, Jared. <laughs> He's like, oh, I guess you didn't leave, and they shake hands, and that's the end of that scene. Yep, sure is. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's an entire plot thread that gets set up and then disposed of in two scenes that happen back to back with each other. Like it gets set up and wrapped up in two scenes. <laughs> well, because the way that the the you know I don't want to get too into it because we're about to talk about this next scene, but it, it kind of does this thing where he says he's gonna leave. It cuts to the next scene with McConaughey and his troops, and then shit happens there and then it cuts back and you're like oh i guess they're all fucking dead and then it's like oh no jared he didn't actually go right scene and then like right after the jared thing quinn fucking goes over to the dead dragon at night and pulls out the fucking kintner boy out of its stomach michael kane was there with his fucking helicopter it sure was i saw a boy (laughs) the size of a tangerine (laughs) yeah michael we heard you the tangerine yeah (laughs) They just pushed him out of the helicopter. I saw a boy. <laughs> I saw a boy. No, but he pulls out a dragon egg, and I guess this just like affirms the fact that it's female and not a male. I d- again, I don't know. It's it's Daisy. I don't fucking care. It goes nowhere. It's like a big revelatory scene too. He's like, oh, he's staring at it, and his musical swells. I guess, and then it just they just drop it. Well, because the next scene, or somewhere in the mix of this all going on, is this scene with you know Van Zan and his fucking platoon going to London, and it's. You know, it is literally just like totally fucking destroyed yeah. the highway. It looks like a a a somehow less blue version of the shit in the beginning of Terminator Two. There's not a <laughs> goddamn thing living in this. The whole armada gets fucking nuked. Yeah, because the mail comes <laughs> in a matter of minutes, minutes, seconds. In like a second, he even says he's like he's like one pass. It just made one pass, and then it killed us all. We're fucked, man. We're fucked. His team gets wiped out. All of them are dead. All of them get wiped out. Literally. 
All of Quinn's people and the remaining Van Zandt people are dead. So, yeah, he only survives because there's this giant, like, the male, come to find out, is like three times the size of the females. It's fucking huge. Yeah, it's ridiculous. As it's approaching, he just starts, like, he jumps backward and just starts firing a pistol and a shotgun, lands under one of the tanks, and then everyone gets fried, and that somehow saves him? Because he rolls under, yeah. So it's like literally him and Jansen who took the helicopter around to, like, check out the area before she came back. And then meanwhile, I guess they just... I guess the dragon just follows their fucking trail back to the castle? Well, Bale says something previously. He's like, you're gonna fucking lead him right to us! And I'm like, I guess. But they're not even to London yet, so... How is this thing... I guess it just follows their tracks, because, again, they're they're not stupid. Yeah, but why is it there in the first place? Um, you know, it's a big motherfucker. It probably hunts miles out. Like, I'll give them that. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's only 66 miles out. I guess. It's just conveniently there, but... I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to throw them a bone here and there. All right. But it is cool. It's totally fucking cool to see this thing light up this armada. Yeah, that's why I've been waiting for the whole fucking movie. Instead, I get a half hour of people fighting each other. (laughs) And then it flies to the fucking castle and does its thing. And starts wrecking the place. Like, at first it kills, like, um... We didn't really just talk about him because he's barely a character, but, like... Bale has this kind of radio jockey who's there to, like, listen and kind of, you know, listen or respond to radio messages. Hermes and fucking Clash of the Titans, man. Give him a little due respect. Yes, he is. That's who that is? Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Alexander Sadig. But he's the first one to go. This thing runs up. It it flies right up to his window and just burns him. It burns his whole fucking uh, room. It burns the whole fucking place down. (laughs) Yeah, it burns the whole fucking... And, like... To the point where even hiding underground is kind of useless because it's it's destroying the foundations. Places are collapsing. Um, there's fire coming into the doors and, like, just people in rooms who are just burned alive. Um, and they all get pressed underground. Um, isn't there more survivors that Bale wants to go rescue, but Creedy kind of takes his place? Yeah, he's like, there's 65 people up there, blood. And he's like, no, fuck them. And then they, like, take the kids and they run down to the shelter and they turn the water on that we see them fucking installing in the beginning. Yeah. And then they're all down there and then... Uh, Christian Bale's like, I gotta go save him. And then Gerard Butler's like, no, I'll go save him. You stay here with the kids. Give me the fire extinguisher. Here I go. And he opens the fucking door, and this male dragon lands on the top of this fucking castle and shoots a goddamn mouth beam directly down the fucking hole and burns him to death and then fucking slams the door shut and locks everybody in the fucking basement. So we get barbecue butler and then Van Zandt comes down to save them. Sounds delicious. I'll take a leg. Mm. Well, we had barbecue butler fall out of a helicopter and then we had barbecue butler. And, you know, you know, think about it. Re-listen to the p- previous part of the episode. It'll make sense. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, they, later on, they're all like... Oh, I just got that. Thank you. (laughs) So later on, they're kind of just sitting there, trying to relax, and they start hearing noise banging on the door, and it's fucking, it's the Kentucky Irregulars. What a stupid fucking name. McConaughey comes back, and he's all fucking beaten and bruising, and he's like... You were right. Yeah, no shit, you fuckface. You were right about the male dragon. He came back into, uh, sorry, oops. My bad. Bale's looking around. He's like, we got like 30 kids. This guy, Jared, me, you, the woman. What are we going to do? My my Highlander is dead. You know, I told you the fucking dragon came out of that fucking hole, didn't I? Didn't I? Meanwhile, Jansen's standing there like, yeah, I do have a fucking name, by the way. (laughs) 
So Christian Bale's like, all right, Jared, hold down the fort because we're going to fucking London. Yeah. And then Van Zandt, uh, fucking Natalia and uh, Bale load up the truck and they fucking head to, to London. Question. They take the helicopter there. And I'm going to jump ahead <sighs> just to make a point. Okay. At the end of this movie, Christian Bale rides the fucking horse back. Where, where was the horse? On the helicopter? He played his fucking ocarina, man. I don't know. Oh. What do you mean? He put, he held down on the D-pad, and he summoned it like you do in Assassin's Creed. It just showed up. He played a Pona song, and there it was. Whistled and Roach shows up. I get it. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we, we figured out that fucking... Uh... The horse had fast travel. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, they're in London, and basically... You see Big Ben, and all of London is just, of course, like everything else, totally destroyed. If, full disclosure, my favorite... Uh, stretch the film, and it was the last ten minutes of the movie, which is it actually angered me a whole lot. It's like more of this, though. Yeah, yeah. Instead of burning the entire army, why don't we have an entire army fight some dragons? I just have to say again, and I, you know, we'll get into it at the close of this episode. Mm. But I don't hate this film. No, I don't hate it either. However, this scene in particular, there is no fucking way that this dragon on the Big Ben, or let's just spoil it now. The other 50 to 100 that are there could not see them from that vantage point. It, right? They're on a bridge that is at, like, eye level, like, crouched down. You can't fucking see three people, like, muttering to themselves over there. They're airborne creatures, and you already established they can see well in the day. They can see better at night. Right. If their vision works like an eagle or a hawk, like, they are fine-tuned to see movement from small objects right and and it's been proven uh in the fucking three scenes before this with dragons where they can see that they can see you no problem yeah right even if this is the uh magic hour as they 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 call it twilight oh i guess it is right yeah maybe it is though isn't it but the real pisser for this scene to me is like not only do they not see them but then they like you know mcconaughey and uh all of them are just basically like, yeah, why aren't they doing anything? And the male fucking comes up from, like, below and just, like, eats one of the females because I guess it's starving. That's the thing. They, they, they say that. They're like, they, you know, they're, they resorted to eating each other because they're starving. And I'm like, how do they keep fucking making more dragons if they can't sustain a food source? If their cycle of life is... They eat everything and go back to sleep? Like, why haven't they started to go back to sleep? Right. Right. But I, I wonder if there's two factors to that. One... Parthenax just keeps, you know, doing what he does. Fucking. And two, you know, now that there's so many of them, where are they going to really hibernate to? They can go anywhere because the the planet's theirs. They can just crawl up into like a mountain or a yeah. cave. Like they can they can sleep on the surface. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they have a ton of places to go. They have the entire Earth to go. And if the way they if the way they sleep works the way I think they do, they would sleep so long and so hard that like civilizations would rise up like the earth would change around them and like by the time they woke back up again like there'd be a brand new civilization on earth or at least a brand new dominant species or until some idiot drills into the fucking hole with a budweiser right benny and let's face it every generation of anthropomorphic beings is gonna have a benny that wakes those fucking dragons up yeah <laughs> unfortunately yeah every dominant species will have an idiot with an auger yeah is what you're telling me <laughs> Every dominant species is going to have an idiot with a Budweiser and a cigarette in his yeah. mouth. Like, hey, mate, what the fuck's in this hole? Oh, here it is. A giant And a giant motorized drill. Yeah. And every generation is going to have an Arnold Schwarzenegger to say, screw you, Benny. 
Um, so they they set up to fight this fucking male. Um, they go underground first, right? Because because Bale's saying how you know he does you know if they're above ground they're fucked because they're airborne creatures. But he knows the tunnels pretty good from when he was a kid. And this is the first time we get a little bit of dragon vision. We do, and it's very akin to uh, Werewolf in Paris vision. Oh God! If you strip off that yellow and put a white filter, there you go. <sighs> Make it black and white, baby. And it's the same shit. I kind of liked it in this, though. <laughs> well, it made sense in this. So an, uh, so an awkward fisheye lens with a color over it? Yes. I don't remember what I said about that in that movie. I probably liked it, realistically. But I like this more. You thought it was heat vision. Hey, I still stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still bullshit. But this definitely looks better. So yeah, they make it into the, the fucking sewer system. And, uh, you know, McConaughey starts breaking out these magnesium fucking C4 arrow tips. Magnesium-tipped C4 arrows that only fly 50 feet, so they have to be super close to kill these fucking dragons. Right. You have to be inside. You have to be right inside the furnace to kill this motherfucker. Which I kind of buy because, I don't know, You don't, one, you don't want to chance it, and two, like, if these things are blowing fire at you and you're more than 50 feet away from it, it's just going to get blown into the air anyway. Well, you're going to explode because you have a C4-tipped fucking arrow. <laughs> well, true. You, you have magnesium and C4 on your person. You're going up in flames and then exploding. So McConaughey's like, yeah, we're going to fucking, here, this is the plan. We're going to run around the side and we're going to fucking go go we're gonna go fucking you know the dragon's flying around we got we got a couple of windows we're gonna run around him and we're gonna shoot him right in his fucking face with this arrow and hope he dies and he's got like a flask and he's like pep talking them right and he's like he's drinking out of it he's like he's like it's gonna be 200 paces to get wherever we're going and then you know we got our crossbows and everything's gonna be fine and they're and he they you know uh natalia takes a swig out of the uh this uh flask and hands it to bale and he takes a sip out of it and he goes and he spits out and he goes it's it's water and he's like yeah yeah you can fucking keep it see ya It's a fucking... I thought that was hilarious. I laughed out loud at that part. Because he's, like, dead serious. Like, he's like... Yeah, what is this? <laughs> what is this, piss? Yeah, he's, like, in... Yeah. He's, like, a deep in, like, thought with this plan. He's like, yeah, keep it. It's fine. <laughs> they're, they're basically formulating this plan, and then McConaughey's like, I'm watching the dragon. Every 10 to 12 seconds, it's got to circle back around before it can attack again, and that's our window. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, 10 to 12 seconds, that is not a lot of time to do anything. No, no especially run across... A city. Literally. Because he tells Bale, he's like, hey, you go there, I'm going to go up this fucking, like, watchtower on the other opposite end. If you're, a t- look, there's three of you, and it takes 10 to 12 seconds for this thing to come back around, you're going to have to take turns moving. Yeah. And also, it's like, especially if you're climbing this fucking tower? Oh, you're, you're lunch. I don't know, man. I will, I will say that they are trying to wrap the movie up at this point, and I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. Well, I, oh, they're trying, they're desperately trying to wrap this movie up. Because Bale, you know, the dragon comes by, it fires, and, you know, the, the Jansen basically is just gonna hang out till McConaughey yells for her to run. Right. And, uh, the dragon comes in, fire breath, they both run to their positions, but Bale fucking trips, and drops one of the fucking, you know, the arrow tip, uh, and the dragon, because the dragon swoops down and almost eats him. Yeah. And then he runs to his position and then goes to grab it out of his pocket, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because there's three arrows, they each have one, and they each have a crossbow. Right. Matthew McConaughey's up on this water tower, and he's like, he's like, all right, 
it's felt you know another eight seconds is gonna come around we're gonna fight we're gonna kill this motherfucker and uh, he's like you gotta run in eight seconds and the fucking thing comes around and he's like go to Natalia and Christian Bale's like no don't go there's a fucking there's a fucking dragon coming Matthew McConaughey uses Natalia to lure the fucking dragon towards him and he's like, he's like, yeah, come on, big daddy. I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face with this fucking arrow. I'm already shaking my head. <laughs> and this fucking dragon flies up and something gets fucked up. This guy's a dead eye with a giant harpoon but can't use a fucking crossbow apparently because he shoots this thing and it's just about to blow fire and like this arrow explodes in the dragon's face. But it doesn't do anything. Well, what I think happens is he f- the dragon doesn't fire the flame right away. It, it shoots like the gas or whatever it uses to start. Basically, yeah, it ignited the arrow, um, with, I think it's with its breath. But that explosion would have fucking beat the shit out of that dragon, I feel like. Well, you thought you would think it would at least knock it to the ground. Yeah, or something. If its mouth was open, it would have shot an explosion back into its face. And he would have swallowed like... Right, right into his fucking whatever mouth. Whatever was coming at... Yeah, he would have swallowed at C4 and magnesium explosion. Right, but it would have, like, it would have, like, you know, if you, um, if you light the end of, uh, like, a stream out of a, a lighter fluid bottle or something, and it, like, back, it, like, backlights into the fucking yeah. thing yeah. and explodes. That, and it definitely would have knocked him off balance as far as flying goes. Because sure. it went off in his face. Yeah. So, like, it's gonna be, that thing's gonna probably try to, that thing's gonna fall a little bit. Yeah, totally. I mean, it definitely gives, you know, Jansen the opportunity to run towards Bale while this is going on. I guess it, like, circles a little bit and then comes after Van Zandt again and he's just like alright motherfuck this is it here it comes it's just mono e they call me Superman <laughs> mono e mono e x motherfucker and he fucking jumps off this tower he does not jump off this tower you are joining a service of ridiculousness to the scene he gets airborne off this tower because there's a oh, nice yeah. shot from the ground up looking at him leaving this tower he doesn't jump. He propels. <laughs> he is going straight like Superman. His legs are extended, and he's got this axe over his head, and he's going forward. He's got a pair of stompers on, dude. Yeah, he put the bombs in there. Come on, big boy! But he goes like 20 feet out from this fucking tower. I mean, he's straight up. He straight up fucking tequils himself. <laughs> He's like tequil from fucking Frisky Dingo, second season. Yep. With the bomb, jumps into Cody too. What the fuck was he thinking? What was his plan? He jumps out, holds his axe over his head, and gets swallowed immediately and dies. Yeah. It's that Captain Crump, I man. Gives him muscles. I don't know what the f- Yeah, no, it, it's like, what was his plan? Takes the words in my mouth. What the f- what the fuck was he thinking? Was that like his distraction for Bale and Jansen and they just didn't take it? Congratulations, you turned yourself into a piece of popcorn shrimp. Con- nice distraction. It was the most American thing he could have done. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even get a chance to swing this fucking axe, though. Like, when the dragon bites him, it, like, slides across the dragon's face, like, out of frame. And I'm like, how did he not, like, bring it down at least? Or, like, jam it forward into his fucking mouth like the rain cord or some shit. This guy was, yeah, exactly. This guy was kind of, you know, clearly a piece of shit. You know, he was trying to kill dragons. You know, I'll give him that. Like, he could have at least, like, brought the axe down on its head and just been chomped and it did nothing. Sure. Dies like a doofus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it looks like dog <laughs> shit. Walked out of the air, and it looks, yeah, it looks terrible. There's a lot of good CG in this and a lot of good green screen, and that is not one of those shots because it just looks bad. It is the. It, it almost makes it seem like it was it was done the last second. Like, they were just like, yeah, kill that character off. And it's, like, out of... He's, like... Even semi out of focus, like when he jumps, 
He's like blurry. It looks like it swallows an action figure. Like it's just these two, <laughs> these two arms and legs sticking out of its mouth and it goes and just swallows them. Like, you know what you could have did? Bit the motherfucker in half or something. Oh, yeah. What was this movie rated? I think PG-13. There's not. There's barely a drop of blood in this movie. And it's all from Christian Bale's sand scuffs. Yeah, it's it's the fight that they have that, that you see yeah. the blood. Speaking of Christian Bale, he somehow, during all this chaos, gets the fucking arrow back. Just kind of runs out and grabs it. And then uh, as he's, like, pulling it back on his crossbow, um, you know, the dragon comes down and is about to fucking fry him. And Jansen runs out with the machine gun and starts, you know, trying to distract it while he's, you know, hitching this arrow on this crossbow. And, uh, you know, uh, long story short, it opens its mouth, he pulls the trigger, and it goes boom. This fucking thing flies down this thing's throat. It ignites its fire, like the two... uh, liquid things in its mouth and it fucking explodes like it's insides out and then just collapses yeah it's pretty rad it's fucking cool yeah it looks really good yeah and you buy it immediately because as this thing explodes bale's like blown back like 20 feet yeah oh yeah yeah it looks really good and then yeah the male's dead so theoretically the rest of the dragons that are alive now should just die but there's still hundreds of dragons (laughs) thousands yeah the problem isn't solved you just you just you you pushed it back a little bit yeah i mean you stopped the hot like you stopped the hive at its core right like you killed the queen quote unquote you broke the dragon's back (laughs) yeah and since they don't establish how a male is created in their species like it, it are they can they spontaneously change sex do they? Does every female only lay one male egg? Like some West Indian frogs are known to change sex from male to female in a single sex environment, or female to male. Life uh, finds a way. You bred dragons. Christian Bale has a dream. Wakes up and his friend is a dragon. and goes, Quinn, 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 Alan, Alan. Listen, I can look over the plot hole of their how they got gasoline. Hey, this helicopter's going too high. Um. You're telling me that there was like a solid hundred, maybe two hundred dragons just hanging out in London, and this male dies, and they just don't come down and like just eat bale. The only member of their species that can that can provide babies to them just blew up like around the block. They just disappear. They just leave. They just disappear. They, would they go into hiding? Did they fly into space? Did they just commit suicide? <laughs> They're going to Mars. Yeah, they turned into Ghidorah. The only way they would explain that to me would be like, well, that's like the that was like the male's domain, and they all kind of flew away because if, if you notice, like like when he goes to eat the one, they're all like, oh shit, and they fucking all leave. So I don't know. Right. As long as it's not a Mario Brothers where you know when the fucking king comes back just because a Koopa dies, it, you know, and they just disappear because the male's dead. It's like a really, it's an even dumber version of like you blow the you blow up the mothership and then everything else dies. This time you blew the mothership and everything else just left. Yeah. Well, right. And again, the like we just said, like they'll die eventually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Until they make Reign of Fire 2 and they return. Uh, yes, until. Um, but like your your keep is still destroyed. Half your survivors were killed, and um, the best fighting force you came across to fight these things are all dead except for one person so let's build a radio tower like dustin and stranger things yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna color correct the end of this uh the rest of this movie real nice like so like it looks right and looks beautiful not like a fucking washed out judgment day dream yeah fucking cooled it off fucking negative whatever it fucking looks like a goddamn blue hue what kind of colors you want for this movie cold ones um 
blue. And then uh, Jared comes up and he's like, he's like, oh, Quinn. He's like, we got a radio signal. He's like, they're speaking French. What shall I do? And Quinn's like, Quinn's like, oh, I, I don't know French. Uh, uh, you're you're in charge now, Jared. Go on, get a get. Maybe they'll give us some wine. Off you go, Tyke. And then like him and Natalia like fucking hold hands or some shit and walk off into the sunset to fuck or whatever. She goes, "Here's to evolution." Fade out. Boom. Cut. <laughs> cut to the fucking. Butt rock. What? I can't. Re- I I recognized it immediately, but I don't remember what the fuck it was. But I was like, "Wow, that's really some some two thousands metal." Oh, I don't know, man, but that is some two thousands. No, thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was it. It just kind of ends. It just, it, it kind of flips you off and it's just like, "Bye." You want more dragons? Fuck you. So uh, so what are we doing? Are we buying a ticket to this? Are we waiting for VOD or are we torrenting this mother? I would not buy a ticket to this movie. I would download it. I would put it in a flash drive and I thought flash drive in a well. I hated this movie. Did you really? <laughs> I hated this movie. <laughs> you hated this movie, but you unabashedly love Clash of the Titans. Can you just like break that down a little bit? You want to love Clash of the Titans? Because Clash of the Titans is at least like it doesn't meander the way this fucking movie does. Like, Clash of the Titans is getting its business done. Okay. It's brief. There's, like, it's almost like it's... I like Clash of the Titans because it's trying to amuse a baby. <laughs> where it's just, like, it's just constant moving bullshit. Okay. And it's really stupid and it's comical. Um, This movie bored the fuck out of me for about half its running time. Because I went for dragons, I didn't get any for the most part, and I got people I didn't fucking like just arguing. I hated it. All right. And it's probably due to the fact that, like, I had to watch it over the course of several days. So every time I came back in, I was like, will you fuckers just get on with it? <laughs> I, I could see that. I went in, like I said, in the first 10 minutes, I was like, this movie is my fucking jam. Um, and then they took all that shit away, and I had to watch people be stupid or be frustrating or be dumb or weak looking, and I really couldn't stand any of it. And then, like... Right when I was like, oh, fuck yeah, sky full of dragons, they're going to fight the buck. I look at the time clock, 10 minutes left in the film, and I was like, get fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, you sons of bitches, you held this back for me for an hour, and you're going to give it all to me in one 10-minute spoonful of fuck you? Gah, fuck you too. <laughs> get fucked. I hated this film. Uh, <sighs> um, Buying a ticket, straight up. Um, I bought the ticket when this came out uh it's fucking dragons and christian bale and matthew mcconaughey so that's plenty to get my ass in a fucking seat now i like this film i don't love this film by any stretch okay um it's definitely it definitely has its slow parts i think the pacing for me is fine um i can totally see where you're coming from where nothing happens people say the same thing that i'm about to say like or, or they have the same problem about why I think people have a problem with this film. Like, I remember somebody, when the first Punisher season came out, somebody was like, ah, oh, this is so fucking stupid and slow. Would he just fucking kill people? And I said back to that, you can't have 12 episodes of Frank Castle shooting people. Right. You can't do that. It's called exposition. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
forever, however boring that may be to some people, um, I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that if you, you know, if you look at Quinn's backstory, like he has a whole lineage of why he's, or not lineage, he has a whole reason for what he's doing and why he's doing it, you know what I mean? And kind of like his reservations about things and why he's not gung-ho with uh, getting on the train with Van Zandt and shit. So, I mean... There's a there's a lot of droopy places in this where I totally can feel um, your sentiment on that where where it's a it's boring right and of course we all signed up for fucking dragons but it's also not that kind of movie which is strange right so it's a blockbuster but it doesn't do kind of what it's supposed to do it wanted to be the road at times and i was okay. like that's not what i came here for right and i don't want to i also want people to think that my threshold for films ends at amusing a baby because there are some dreadfully slow movies mm. that i love mm. um the original pulse one of my favorite movies moves like molasses but it's all atmosphere it's all mood and it's all tone totally and this movie is like it's atmosphere i'm like it ain't atmosphere if your atmosphere is blue nothing <laughs> then yes it nails it i don't know it's it's fine it, it it's it doesn't it it's not i wouldn't pick it up a lot um i don't think i've watched this in the past 10 years um i remember when it came out and i didn't watch it for a long ass time and then i was like i'm gonna watch fucking rain of fire and i'm like oh that was fine i'm not gonna watch this again for another 10 years and here we are uh i think the cg is really good especially for its time when a lot of movies then just look like fucking total dog shit um not a fan of the fucking color palette i i wish they graded it like they did the end of the fucking movie that would have been a nice um I think everything, I think all the dragon stuff looks awesome, and I wish, if anything, I just wish it had more of that, but I can totally see why this failed at the box office. So yeah, I'd, I'd buy a fucking ticket straight up. You know what? If I knew any better in 2002, I would have bought a ticket for this movie, and I would buy a ticket for this movie now, and uh, I am kind of disagree with you, Connor, on the atmosphere, because I feel like this movie ha- has really good atmosphere, and... I think the reason why I do like this film, even though I will agree it is boring in a lot of spots, like, you know, there's no bones about it. There are parts of this film that I just wish did not exist. There, there are the parts of the film that I'm like, this. If, if this was a normal episode, this is getting pushed further and further down in the dumpster. <laughs> but there is also a lot about this movie that I'm like, okay, it's going down in the dumpster, but it's kind of coming back up, and it's coming back up. And you know what, like, I, I, I like, listen to the show, I don't know if, people at home have picked up on this or or you, or you guys have picked up on this but the way i look at movies in general it there's many factors that have to sell a movie for me and you know acting's part of that you know the effects are part of that you know even the color grading in this particular case stands out because it is so weird uh but that's like part of it too to an extent the sound the music but to me the number one thing for me is maybe it's number one and two technically but is story and characters if you can nail those, I can look past a lot of bullshit. And I think this movie, at least with its main few characters, with Quinn, with uh, Van Zan, and even, let's say, the dragons, they're, they're a character in and of themselves, I think it nails those three aspects of the film. And I like the universe that they built. This, this uh, hey, we released fucking dragons, and we didn't know what to do, so they destroyed the world before we had a chance to figure it out. And now we're trying to pick up the pieces. I find that super interesting. I, I'm also kind of a sucker for, like, post-apocalypse scenarios, so maybe that's 
you know, something that just immediately appeals to me. Sure. But yeah, you know, I didn't love this film, like Joe said. I, I don't know if it's something I'll watch again for a while. Long story short, buy a ticket. What's funny is that I, I agree with a lot of the positive both of you said, but this movie lost me because it just did not offer enough of what I was looking for out of it. And I was like, ah! no, totally <laughs> frustrated the shit out of me. Honestly, I like, I went into this not necessarily looking for dragons. And I mean, you, I could chalk that up to being like, I've heard enough about this film over the years to know that the dragons are kind of a minor part. And maybe if I saw it in theaters on day one, I would be like, what the fuck did I just pay money for? Yeah. 14 year old me would have loved this movie, but 32 year old me who didn't know shit about this movie, who had never seen it before, really wanted a dragon movie. A dra- like a, a war with dragons movie and i got a scuffle with dragons so was this your first time watching it yes really yes yes so it probably explains a lot <laughs> wait 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 for both of you guys yeah i mean like i said i had that gamecube game and uh, i just sat on a shelf i don't know maybe i just didn't have a memory card at the time or it was oh. too hard for my dumbass kid self but uh that was that was that was my my uh reach on this title in the past holy shit it's my first experience with this movie so yeah that's that might inform a little bit of how i feel about it oh. because like i went in i went in looking for something very specific and i didn't get it so it, it infuriated me gotcha no i mean i get, i totally get that i i now it makes even more sense to me <laughs> I, I have no because i'm like i knew it exactly what to expect <laughs> i have no built-in nostalgia for this movie so I, I came at it very surface level i almost had the opposite reaction than connor did you and me had very uh uh complimentary or like di- like opposing views on this as well right i didn't watch it over the course of seven days well no it was you said uh where i said with class of titans like if you get me aesthetically and you get things that make me excited i'm kind of in even if your characters are fucking stupid and in this one it was it was characters and story that you really enjoyed but everything else kind of said fell by the wayside and like i wish i liked these characters i just really didn't however i do love this world i think it's fascinating but i just didn't get enough of it i felt like i was watching the more boring version of this story and there was a more exciting thing happening like the other side of london (laughs) i totally agree with you on that and like uh, the fact of the matter is like this story just could have been better straight up like the the whole the whole thing with like bail as a kid and letting the dragon out that's fine that's whatever but like i want to see the destruction yeah i want to see a fight i want to see a battle i want to see how we get there and if you're going to do a post-apocalyptic i need you to go all the way for me but i like the idea of like hey we're not going to show it to you because it was just a total obliteration and this is just like what's left and we're still not out of the shit yet sure it's why you didn't show thanos wrecking xandar because it's just a one-sided asking you didn't need to see yeah i guess you're right um, well, I guess I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to inject more more dragon hijinks or not hijinks, but dragon action. I am not opposed to that at all. Well, I'm trying to plug. I'm trying to think of how to plug more dragon action in. I'm not going to sit here and say that I wouldn't be into Doctor Strange Love versus dragons because <laughs> we all know that's what would have happened. Now I really want that movie. But even in this sense, like I need more Van Zan and his team fucking shit up. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, but I think it's I, it, again, it's fine. So this movie was made for sixty million. Its opening weekend was fifteen, and its <laughs> and its gross was forty three. <laughs> so I think that that actually hurts. I feel bad for it to an extent. It's a bomb for sure. <laughs> hey, if you want to fuck a dragon, fuck a dragon. 
So that's it. That's Reign of Fire from 2002, directed by Rob Bowman. Hey, everybody, if you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Podbean, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Only one thing worse than a dragon. Americans. <laughs>